Well, hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 129, Winter Backpacking Without Breaking the Budget, our second part of our two-part series on buying winter gear. On this episode, we share with you some tips on how to go backpacking in the winter on a budget. It's not always about buying all the gear at once. We'll also discuss what items to buy first as you trek out in those cold temps. You can always join in on our discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com slash groups slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come out and hang out and become part of the community. So um, I'm doing the podcast by myself because Ariane and one of our listeners, Amy, they're actually backpacking Jack's River in the Cahutas. Now, Jack's River, we invited everybody to come who wanted to try to uh, do the uh, 42 river crossings. And, uh, well, we had we had a really good start. And then people, uh, for some reason, just couldn't make the trip. And so we canceled the event. Um, and at the last minute, Amy said, uh, hey, I, I want to do it. I'm going to go. And uh, the river was was really flowing. It, it had gotten some rain a couple days prior. So we were a little bit leery of uh, going down there. It is in a gorge. Um, you It does it does flash flood down there. Um, so uh, they said, we're going to go and check it out. And if it's, if it's too much, we're not going to go do it. Well, they did it. And um, so there uh, just got word that uh, the trip was successful and uh, they're okay and all is well. So I went ahead and started recording the podcast this week so we'd have it. Um, so let's kind of finish up our discussion on how to buy winter gear. And there's kind of a, I guess, uh, a big super decision to make. And we discussed this on our last uh, podcast was the very first thing you want to kind of take a look at is, am I really going to go out there in winter all the time? And that's a huge, huge decision to make because winter gear is expensive because it's you're, you're, that's one type of gear and, and, and one piece of gear you're not going to be able to skimp on. Now, in the summertime, you can get you know, some uh, lightweight sleeping bag and uh, you know, you're only trying to protect yourself from the rain and uh, you know, some other elements. But in the wintertime, you're going to have all kinds of uh, suck value, including wind, bitter cold, and then, of course, snow. And as we discussed in our last uh, podcast, you don't want your tent collapsing because of snow weight. So you can spend in excess of at least oh, well over $2,000 for some winter gear. Um, so we're going to kind of kind of go over this on how to do it on a budget where you're, you're not having to go out and spend all of that money right away in winter gear. So what we like to kind of talk about is our kind of phased approach in the winter backpacking. So you kind of do it not the first year, maybe not even the second year, but maybe the third year as you really get into winter backpacking. Now, I love winter backpacking. Ariane likes winter backpacking. Um, I like it because I love uh, just the clean freshness of the trail. I love snow. 
Uh, and there's not too many people out there. I tend to see sometimes even more wildlife in the wintertime because people aren't really out on the trail as much. So um, I, I love it. But I can tell you from experience and after doing it for uh, years that it, it takes practice. And it takes um, some very, very, um, you have to be very patient and really keep going back out there and going back out there and going back out there um, to really fine tune your winter backpacking skills. It's a lot different than summer backpacking. But I also know that you can go out and spend thousands of dollars uh, very, very easily and go out there and say, I hate it. And then, of course, you've got thousands of dollars worth of gear in your closet that you don't want to necessarily get rid of because it has a lot of value. And you think, well, someday I might, someday I might. And uh, you end up with a lot of winter gear you never, <laughs> you never use. So I'm going to go over some tips that I think that maybe you should kind of start out with when you go and start looking for winter gear. And of course, the very, the very first piece of gear that you've really got to hone into is you've got to really look at insulated footwear. That is the key right there. Insulated foot footwear, what kind of footwear are you going to buy? And probably maybe look at some snowshoes or crampons depending on where you're going to go. I don't think that's necessarily important um, as much as it is getting um, some insulated footwear and practice um, backpacking and insulated footwear to keep your feet warm. Keeping your feet warm is crucial um, to winter backpacking. And you want to really get to know, a lot of people call it the three-layering system. I call it the four-layering system um, because the four-layering system is really kind of like um, the meat and potatoes of backpacking because it's all about regulating your body temperature. So I would say if you really want to get into winter backpacking and that's something that you really are looking forward to doing, then the first year, go out and trek in snow. Trekking is in snow as much as you can, but do a lot of day hiking. Do a lot of day hiking in your insulated boots and really get to be comfortable with your layering system. What works? What doesn't work? What's lightweight? What's not lightweight? What can, can be easily packed? What is bulky? And really hone in on that layering system so you can have a really good feel of how that is going to work for you. And that gives you a good chance to say, you know, I, I love hiking in the snow. This is great. Did my feet get soaking wet when I got home? Was I able to protect my feet? You know, what kind of snow was I hiking in? What kind of, what were the temps? And that's, that's really the beginning of uh, honing in on some really, really good winter backpacking skills is that you're going to learn back winter backpacking skills by going out there as much as you can and getting familiar with winter because it, there are a lot of different changes. And the other thing too is really, really go out there on your first year and practice you know, getting getting your body to understand what you're doing as far as hydration, making sure that you're hydrating enough. You can get easily, easily dehydrated in winter, even more so um, than you can in the summer. 
Um, so make sure that you're really learning how your body regulates temperature, how you can regulate your own body temperature with the four layering system. So after you kind of did that, even if you did, even if you do it for like a, a really good solid, you know, two months and you're like, you know, I'm, I, I really want to come out here. I mean, I really, I really want to, I really want to kind of spend a few days out in the back country when it's, when it's 10 degrees. And that's really kind of like winter backpacking, you know, uh, for me, as I, as I define it is that, you know, you can get, you know, 32 degrees at freezing temperature that's probably still you know late fall uh winter or late fall backpacking but winter backpacking is when you know the temps are going to be cold and, and and at night maybe they only get up to 35 40 degrees during the day but at night they can get down to 10 degrees and so that's kind of what you start planning for as far as uh, gear wise and as far as backpacking in winter and how that how that's defined but after that you know you start looking at you know you look it's all in your sleep system you know in 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 your next elevation or year two or the next involvement in your winter backpacking um, once you really kind of get your feel for it and you go out and you get some some apparel that works as a four layering system you've got your insulated boots um, and you have a really good feeling of what what cold weather hiking is really all about then you start looking at okay how can i survive the night in here and if you got if you've got to phase two then you start looking at your sleep system and that was really kind of the last few podcasts that we've done is now it's going to be all about a mattress pad that is insulated that has a good r value um, nothing less than an r value of five um, on an insulated pad and you're going to be looking at sleeping bags that come down to zero degrees zero degree sleeping bags now with a zero degree sleeping bag this is where you're gonna have to uh open up uh you know your checkbook or your wallet and, and you're gonna lay down some cash this is an expensive piece of gear that um you're going to invest in and this is where we talked about the quilts this is where we talked about you know your 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 sleep system on our last podcast it's this is where you're really going to have to look at some some money because sleeping bags right off the bat at that level at a zero degree goose down bag you're probably looking at around nine hundred to twelve hundred dollars for that bag to keep you really nice and warm at night but you didn't go out and buy that right away and so that's I think that's why if you're on a budget and you're looking at costs, you really kind of want to ease into this. Um, I would even suggest that if you could, um, if you know somebody else who backpacks in the winter, has a zero degree bag, go out there and um, and use that uh, to see how well your body did. Um, winter sleeping bags are just like any other sleeping bags or quilts. Um, if you don't like it, you just take it back and return it and get one that does work for you. So really kind of after you've really gone and looked at your uh, your sleep system, which includes your sleeping pad and your sleeping bag. We talked about tents on our last podcast, so I think we have a pretty good uh, idea of what your tent might be. You also want to make sure that you look at your cook system too. Now, this is where 
this is where things are going to change when you get down to below freezing temperatures with your cook system. And this again, this is going to be buying additional gear um, in different gear than you already have. Your normal pocket rocket and your normal alcohol stove um, is not going to work well when the temperatures are below freezing. They're not going to work well. You might get some pocket rocket. Um, you might be able to uh, sleep with your alcohol stove. And, and of course, alcohol doesn't freeze, but the, the stove, your alcohol stove gets so cold, um, it, the burn time just takes forever. It, 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 it just takes a ton of alcohol to get um, things going. In this case, you're going to start wanting to look at a liquid fuel system. It's a liquid fuel system for your, your cooking. Now, there's two different big methods to, to this. The first method is, well, I'm going to use a wood-burning stove. Wood-burning stoves in the winter are awesome. They're great. I would definitely kind of look at that. Um, you can get the Solo uh, stove, the Solo backpacking stove, which is a great wood-burning uh, backpacking stove. It is a little big. It is a little, it is a little bit bulkier, but it, it runs as a multi-purpose, right? You can kind of have a little fire and you can cook at the same time. Um, but the other liquid stove is going to be something that is like an MSR liquid stove that are used at high elevation and very cold weather because it won't freeze. So you start, you're going to start looking at gear differently. You're going to have to start looking at gear that can withstand the cold temperatures that come at you at night. And even though you're warm in your sleeping bag, if you've chosen the right bag and you've spent that 1200 bucks for a sleeping bag, now you've got to figure out how to keep your gear from freezing and um, the different kinds of gear that can withstand temperatures that get down to 10 degrees. Okay, so let's go over this kind of one uh, step at a time and each piece of gear at a time that you're gonna buy in, in three stages. Again, you could even go out with uh, uh, outdoor guides in the winter time. Sometimes they supply a lot of that gear and that's a really good way to practice uh, backpacking in winter and getting that feel for those real cold temps and kind of see what gear they they have to offer. Um, and that will definitely save you a lot of money. So if you do this in phases and really practice as you go and get more and more familiar with it, you're going to actually save a lot of time and a lot of money in, um, you know, in, in the front instead of buying it all at once and and then not liking it and then having all this really super expensive gear or having to buy it take it back buy it take it back so let's kind of go over this step by step so so we said insulated boots that's the very first thing that you're going to look at and hike in you want to get your feet warm so you'll probably spend somewhere between 150 and 450 dollars for in a good pair of insulated boots um there's a lot of them out there and there are a lot of good snow uh snowshoes snow boots to go hiking in to keep your feet um really super nice and dry and at the same time, you get to hike in them and break them in and practice in them. One of the other things you're going to look at, too, in the beginning is you're probably going to look at gaiters. Um, gaiters we don't really talk a lot about 
on the podcast. Um, but gaiters are an essential piece of gear in the wintertime. It helps keep the snow from going into your boots, even high toppers. If you uh, have insulated boots and they're high tops, um, you don't want that snow to get in. There's nothing worse than um, hiking and your feet go, your, you know, your foot goes down into, you know, three feet of snow. You pull your foot up, you got all that snow in your boot. So gaiters are a really good way uh, to help keep your feet dry and keep your lower legs a little bit warmer. Um, and you just kind of put them right up over your, your pants. So gators, um, they could run anywhere from $75 to $125, depending on which ones you which ones you get. Um, my insulated boots are high toppers, so I usually get lower riding gators to protect my uh, from snow from getting in into the boot. If you are gonna go snowshoeing, and that's something that you really wanna um, start doing in winter, depending on where you live. Uh, even your lightweight snowshoes are going to run anywhere between 175 and 250 bucks. And that's going to be something that, uh, depending on where you live and depending on how much snow you'd like to go hiking in, that's something that you're going to have to kind of take a, kind of take a look at. Um, the winter clothing, that is going to be obviously your first, you know, year two. And as you, you're looking at, um, gear, obviously Again, the four-layer system is going to be super, super important. It's not so much um, the layers, it's the type of layering that you're going to put in. It's the type of fabric that you're going to look into going into. So you know you're going to have to have rain jacket. You're going to have to have long underwear. You're going to have to have a mid-layer fleece. You're going to have to have hiking socks. You're going to have hats. You're going to have possibly gloves. So you're going to use all of these things for winter hiking, depending on, you know, how, how cold it is. But again, our parameters here are we expect it's not going to be about freezing and the nights are going to be about 10 degrees. So that's kind of our parameters for our winter backpacking. You're going to need some sort of a hoodie jacket, whether that's a type of down parka or possibly just a really good goose down uh, hood jacket that you're going to have. Some of them have hoods, some of them don't. Um, some of your winter, real winter parkas do have the hoods on them. So you're going to take a look at that. But but those, just like uh, your feathered friends, uh, uh, front point jacket uh, or some of the marmot uh, down jackets, you're going to spend on your clothing somewhere between four and $500. So you can see winter gear is already kind of pricey and you haven't even you haven't even spent the night out there. So that's what I mean. If you do this in phases and go and look at this very logically as far as, okay, what do I need to buy first? Um, a lot of people go on there, they buy their tent and their sleeping bag first. Well, you know, you still have to figure out the layering system, folks. So don't go out and waste your money on things that you're not really going to get. Now, when you start going out there and you're like, okay, I, I've got this, you know, I feel really good about my, my, my layering system, my boots, you know, my gaiters, I feel really good about that. Then you start going into the the next step, of course, and then of course it's your sleeping pad, and then your your you know your insulated pad, and and I can tell you that a really good insulated pad, not a a cheapy one, but a really good one that's gonna have you warm in winter time is gonna run you probably two hundred and fifty bucks. 
Uh, you can go anywhere from maybe 139, 140 to 250 dollars for really good insulated insulated pad. And then of course we talked about your sleeping bag or your quilt. That right there, again, as we as I discussed, that's going to be about a 900 to 1200 dollar investment. And then you're going to look at your your tent. You know, you're going to look at your your stove and those those two things alone are probably going to set you back another, you know, $500, $600. So when you really decide to go camping out in wintertime, make sure that this is something that you're really going to like and that you're really going to um, practice out there and get to know and, and, and understand that th- this gear is going to be kind of expensive, but it's an investment. It's an investment that you're going to, that you're going to make. Um, there is really no um, easy way to save a lot of money in in your kind of like the camping phase in winter. It's if you want to stay warm and you really want to do it right, and you think you're going to keep doing it, it's it it can be kind of it can be kind of uh, expensive. For sure. Um, of course, then you're going to be looking at possibly some insulated winter pants, um, either downfield. I have uh, an integral design uh, snow pants um, that are down pants that um, I wear in my bag if it gets down to like 10 degrees or zero degrees. So that could be another $150 to $250. Um, depending on where you go if there's going to be a lot of snow uh you know um it's it's one of the things that happens a lot of times in winter when you've been uh, hiking in a lot of snow is that you take your boots off and they're in your tent and your boots freeze and so when you're looking at your insulated boots you want to kind of take a look at can the liners be removed? Some boots actually have liners in them, um, some of your winter insulated boots. And so that's one of the things you wanna kind of take a look at, or sometimes you may have to buy a separate liner that goes in, in your boots. Um, but that's one of the things you wanna take a look at. You're gonna probably put these liners in your sleeping bag and you're probably gonna sleep with them at night. So that way these don't freeze and you can put your foot uh, back into your boot and, um, and always untie your laces fully and, uh, stretch them out a little bit. So because of those freeze, it's a lot easier to tie them back up again after your boot has been frozen solid. Even if you're going to go snowshoeing and you have, uh, your boots that snap into your snowshoes or buckle into your snowshoes, again, um, a lot of those are sold with liners and you can put them in your sleeping bag and sleep with them. Um, and, and so your snowshoes are probably one of the very few things that you don't have to worry about them freezing, except some of them come with buckles and you want to unbuckle that. So your buckles don't freeze on your snowshoes. Um, I'm going to be reviewing, uh, some, uh, really good, very lightweight, uh, inexpensive snowshoes on our gear talk on our, for our Patreon page, that's patreon.com forward slash gear talk. So they'll, that'll be available this week for all of our Patreon members. We're also, they're also on the backpacker store. So if you go to www.thebackpackerstore.com, I'll be highlighting what snowshoes are available and are on sale right now. It's on the backpacker store.com. 
Com. It's a place where all of the top gear companies like REI, Moose Jaw, Hyperlite, Climate, and a whole bunch of others offer gear at discounts, and you can always compare prices on the same piece of gear. So I'll be doing reviewing that on some of the top snowshoes that are out there that will definitely work for your budget winter backpacking needs. The other thing, too, is that once you get um, kind of like really into the winter backpacking and you're getting your sleeping system ready and you're and you're 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 really getting the flow of winter and you're feeling pretty comfortable at it the other thing you want to take a look at then is uh, we, we talked about tents we talked about quilts last time um, and then you want to really look at maybe it's time to look at a bigger backpack the one thing about winter gear is that there's you're going to be carrying more weight and sometimes a 50 liter backpack which is great uh, for your spring summer and fall trips just may not be big enough for a winter backpacking trip so at this point in time especially if you're going to go on a multi-day trip you're going to start looking at your 60 to 65 liter backpacks for winter um, because goose big goose down parka jackets and a zero degree sleeping bag along with extra food and um, the other things that you're going to have to carry extra clothes they are they're just not going to compress as good so it's even more important to look at compression bags and looking at a backpack that's going to be lightweight but that's going to be able to hold winter gear if you have a lightweight like hyperlite or z-pack or a very lightweight backpack that may not work for winter backpacking and that's also something that you're going to have to kind of take a look at and see what fits for you and what does not fit for you but you can see like how it can get very expensive very quickly. And what we always try to tell you is that see if you like it first. Go out there and start practicing at it. Go in there slowly. Don't just rush out there. Be safe. Make sure that everything you um, everything that is about winter backpacking is about really just making sure your gear is protected so things that people forget about is electronics you're gonna have to put all of your electronics in your sleeping bag and sleep with you your your cell phone your uh, um, you know if you bring any other electronic your camera whatever else you bring is gonna have to be in your sleeping bag your uh, wood-burning stove can stay out but your if you do bring a fuel stove canister type stove or alcohol stove you're going to have to be sleeping with your canister and you're gonna to have to be sleeping with your alcohol stove if you can get it to work at when it's zero degrees outside of course the other thing is water so you're gonna be sleeping with your water you're gonna to have to look at some possible uh, insulated type um, water containers or insulators that you can actually put um, in your you can, you can put your platy in and they of course they act as an insulator but still you're gonna be probably sleeping sometimes with uh, your water in, inside your sleeping bag and that's just really kind of the adventurous part of winter backpacking for me the adventure is 
what can I, what, what can, what, what do I have to do to make sure everything does not freeze at night? And yes, I've had water freeze. I've had a lot of things freeze. Um, I couldn't get uh, coffee made one winter. It was uh, about minus one degree, I think, in the morning time, and and I just couldn't get, I couldn't, couldn't make coffee. It was too cold. So things like. Um, um, a fuel line type stove, MSR fuel line stove, uh, things like that. You're going to have to really kind of look at for winter backpacking. I'm going to have a list of all these items that I suggest to you on our post on this episode post. So you can kind of take a look at it and do some research on it. So you can kind of get a feel of some, you know, some of the things I think if you kind of slide into it on a really easy, approach and just start going out there in winter and doing some day hiking doing some snowshoeing you know looking at your layering system you know spending some time out there during the day and not go get right into the whole camping thing i think in the end you're gonna save money because you're gonna start really kind of embracing winter a lot of times we go out there and we do a quick day hike but we're not we don't have that mental thought process of i'm gonna sleep out here tonight And so if you really have that mental process of like, you know, I'm not going to sleep out here tonight, but if I did, what would I need? And you start really looking at it and it takes time to do research on winter gear. It just doesn't, you just, it's not like going out to REI, you know, or, or going to your outfitters and just buying, you know, winter gear. A lot of, a lot of them don't have it. And so I would suggest really doing some hardcore research on different, types of gear what it does you know what what's it what's it rated and just get a really slow feeling on there and you'll find yourself in the end saving yourself a lot of money and really a lot of time because um it it takes a lot of time to do a lot of this research so um thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoy this podcast please post a comment on itunes or Apple podcast. We really appreciate that. And in the future, we want to keep posting different trips um, that we can go out with uh, together as a podcast community, podcast backpacking community. Um, But just remember, uh, just when you sign up for a trip, if you could just make sure you set those those days and times uh, on your calendar so we can go. Um, some of these trips are hard to plan, especially this last one with the Jacks River because there's so many different variables that uh, could be a, a go, no go. And uh, we did have rain. Um, and so it was a very last minute uh, green light to go. But um, we did have a lot of cancellations. So just kind of make sure that once you sign up that you're you're committed for going and we can make these trips a lot more frequent and a lot bigger. So um, shout outs to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. We love you guys. Our patrons, of course, help support the podcast. Rick, Jerry, Shirley, Chuck, Jerry, Suzanne, Brad, Bill, Nick, Helene, Mike, Jacqueline, Danny, Jack Masters, Amy Tappentorf, and of course, our newest patrons, Jeff and Kathy. Really appreciate you guys. Patreon is a secure platform. Let's you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail. And as little as two dollars a month, get special benefits and exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on all your favorite podcasters. If we're not on there, let us know, and we will definitely get on there 
for you. So in the meantime, remember the trail gives you everything you need, but you don't have to break the piggy bank. You don't have to break the piggy bank to go out and explore in winter, which is, I think, some of the best backpacking out there. So remember, you guys, trust the trail. Yeah.